three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three, season two of our, the early night show with your host Anwar Pramanik. I'm super excited because I have a guest on the other side today who, when it comes to biological age, I think he might be four, five, six years younger to me. But when it comes to spiritual and mental congruency and having a conversation with someone, I think the kid in me connects to the kid in him and the mature person in him connects to the mature person in me. So I think we have that kind of a chemistry. I've known him for quite some time, even though I wouldn't say like we hang out too often or we're the chum buddies, but we know each other. We understand what drives the other person, or at least we think we understand. So without wasting any more time, I'd like to introduce a childhood friend of mine, Chinmaya. What's up, Chinmaya? Welcome to the episode. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's a pleasure. I've been really looking forward to this. Like when you told me like uh, you want to do this thing, I was like, okay, cool. This will be amazing. Like I've been following your podcast for a while now. And I, I really love the content which you've been putting out there, man. It's, it's really, I mean, I love how authentic it is. You're trying to be, you know, absolutely genuine and putting what you truly feel out there. And I think it's commendable, man. Thank you so much, bro. And that means a lot. And that means a lot coming from you because you've known me from when I was, I think, 16, 15, 16 to now I'm 26. That's 10 years we've known each other. Um, before, before we get into any questions or anything like that, I would like you to take the next three, four minutes and just introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you're doing right now, where you stay, how old you are and everything that, that you think people would like to know about you. Okay, uh, so hi guys, I'm Chinmaya. I am a musician primarily. I am based in Delhi and uh, I'm uh, particularly into classical music. That's basically been my, uh, how do I put it? People call it Ikigai, right? Is that a thing, right? Ikigai or something right. like that. So like I've always like gravitated towards classical music and uh, currently I'm situated in Delhi and I'm also part-time, I mean part-time, full-time working for a company. I mean, I'm doing a lot of stuff but uh, to you know be very honest I'm mostly into music and that's what I plan on doing in the long run and yeah that's about uh, that's about it about me like, there's not much to say <laughs> <laughs> don't say that don't say that I think as I start asking the questions everyone who's tuned in will know exactly why you're here and why I'd like to hear from you um, so Chinmaya without spending any time on formalities because we know each other. I don't want to waste time on formality between the both of us. I, I'm going to just yeah, start off with the. What are you saying? I get, I get awkward and someone like, okay, introduce yourself. I'm like, okay, what do I say now? So that happened. <laughs> I can totally I understand. I understand. And even I put you in a spot there, but it was, it was important for me to do that because like you said, right. It's, it's, I want this space to be authentic. I don't want this space to be uh, scripted. If you know what I'm trying to say, you don't know what questions I'm going to ask you. Right. So no idea. Exactly. So that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be like that. Um, before, before I jump into um, asking you the question, it's at the top of my head right now. I want to, I want to just give a quick short anecdote to the people who have tuned, tuned in about how we know each other. Um, so Chinmaya and myself grew up in the same apartment during our teenage, teenage years, but even then we didn't hang out very closely until, um, I think much later, right. When I was in maybe ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th, that's when we truly started hanging out with one another. And, um, I still remember how we got connected is Chinmaya used to be big into fitness in the sense, uh, he used to be 
in my head if a, a mini jackie chan back in the back in those days right so he used to do all kinds of all kinds of weight training uh calisthenics training all kinds of um lot of lot of martial arts training as well from what i remember and i was obsessed man i was obsessed <laughs> i should be watching bruce lee movies jackie chan movies like all the time i'm be like okay i need to do this that was that was my game back then yeah and and what about those uh, the fitness in the influencers that you used to look up to if you could just tell us a little bit about them as well yeah i mean i used to watch a couple of people i used to follow elliot hulse uh, strength camp official as he was known back then then i used to follow this other guy there was this guy called scooby he was like this middle aged dude who was in like amazing shape he was like almost 50 plus and he, he looked like he was in his 20s or something yeah and uh, there was this other guy who has become super popular now back then he was like okay okay this guy called athlete x jeff cavalier athlete x so, yeah there was the other guy I used to follow so yeah i mean i i grew up watching these people and even i thought back then that i'd probably end up doing something in the fitness industry but hey life has brought me you know some like completely different yeah you were you were doing physical training back then now you're doing spiritual and vocal cord training yeah <laughs> so um okay then in that case let's let's dive off into the first question how did you from the time that i last met you i think that was in 2015 16 that's when you shifted to delhi right i shifted in around 2013 yeah 2013 I, right? I, met, i met you once in 2015 and i think i met you two years back also for like a very short duration correct. i think correct yeah, yeah. so uh, my first question to you is how did you go from young hyper athletic dude in bangalore to a more mature more sober sober not in like the high kind of sober but like you know like energy sober to the person like mm-hmm. how did you become the person you are today from the person you were when we used to hang out in bangalore what was your what was your journey like like what got you into this hindustani classical music um i think it's all about you know uh, your experience of life everyone has a different experience of life and ultimately your experiences shape you and they bring you you know into new ventures they bring you to the position where you currently are in life and uh, my experiences were uh, i'd say my experience with classical music was like very very liberating very spiritual and uh, so like I'll, i'll give like a little bit of background yeah yeah please take your time I actually started off as a western vocalist and I used to play the piano and stuff like when I was like really small but uh, while I was growing up I, I like I'm a south indian but uh, I have basically lived all across the globe so I got like uh, a lot of exposure to all kinds of music in like north indian classical music south indian classical music western music my dad used to listen to like lobo john denver and these people like that so like I used to listen to that stuff also but uh, this is like round about somewhere in class 7 or 8 i was i think 11 12 years old and uh, i was trying to you know compose a song like i was a big linkin park fan at that point of time and i was like trying to compose something like similar to that song breaking the habit i don't know if you've heard that song yeah i like i was crazy about that song at that point of time and i was like okay i need to make something you know which sounds something like that like not being played like not plagiarism but like something like that <laughs> inspired inspired as they would call it yeah <laughs> so i was fooling around on my keyboard and uh, my mother was playing something in the other room like some classical stuff and like 
I I could hear it like you know I wasn't paying attention to it consciously, but I could like hear something in the background, and then like I suddenly stopped what I was doing. Like okay, I need to listen to this, and what I heard for the next three minutes, it like absolutely changed my life. So uh, my mother was playing this recording by Bharat Ratna Pandit Bhimsen Joshi, who's one of my you know greatest idols in the field of classical music. Yeah, Bhimsen Joshi. And uh, he was yeah. Yeah, he was uh, singing this rag called Miyaki Malhar, and when I heard that recording, I don't know you know they say that uh, you know something inside you snaps. Correct. That that's what happened for me in that moment. I was like, holy shit, what is this? This sounds so freaking amazing. And like I don't know what happened after that. Like within you know overnight, overnight like all my interest was like, okay, I need to do this now. This is going to be you know the main. जो कहते हैं ज़िंदगी का लक्ष्य Correct. That, that that was what it became for me. Like I need to do this. I need to sound like that. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but you know I've got to do something and sound like that because this is so cool. And uh, this was how many years ago? This was around I think eight or nine years ago. Nine nice. years ago. Nice. Nine years ago. So um, the thing which really, uh, which really you know drew me towards that music was that uh, the music isn't scripted. like uh, if you go go through western classical music right uh, you've got sheet music everything's written down you're not allowed to make any improvisations you play exactly what was written by the composer Correct. like if i'm playing a mozart piece i don't have the liberty to make improvisations i play what mozart wrote exactly the way it is from beginning to end mm. but classical music so there are types of classical music uh, this is called khayal khayal i mean from the urdu word which means uh, you know thought khayal jo aapke thoughts hain hmm. so khayal music it basically uh, it revolves around improvisation wherever your thoughts lead you that is what you sing nice okay it's all, it's a lot like right. jazz if i'm not wrong yeah exactly it's it's uh, a, a lot like jazz like although like it's classical music but it's very different from like western classical music where everything is pretty much laid out it's very similar in terms of framework to jazz music so uh, in khayal music the 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 way it works is that you have a few ground rules uh, a basic framework which is you know taught to you and once you have the basics down then it's a, a lifelong process of you know searching and exploring and uh, you know discovering new ways to present a rag ah okay so it's a it's a forever experiment lifelong experimentation Exactly. Exactly. Like, if you were to ask, you know, uh, a stalwart of classical music who is probably in the sixties, he'd be like, "No, I, I still got a lot to learn. I've got maybe twenty, thirty, you know, more years of practice to do before I can, you know, actually understand the depth of this music." <laughs> I mean, obviously, they're being modest. They're being very modest, but uh, it, it is somewhat like that, you know, at a certain level, because uh, you're always looking for something new. Because uh, it's it's like language, right? Uh, there's no perfect way of doing of of saying something or a perfect way of writing something the same way there's no perfect way of ever you know there's no perfect melodic interpretation there will always be a new way to improvise there'll always be a, a, a different way to look at the same thing which is what makes which which is what you know keeps the novelty alive in classical music hmm it's very interesting that's very 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 interesting now uh, if you can help me understand or in a very layman sense right because uh, i am I'm, i'm guessing a lot of individuals who are going to be watching this podcast are people who know what hindustani classical is but may not have 
um may not be able to explain it in the way they could probably explain rock music or heavy metal music or jazz music so if you had to explain it in layman's terms what exactly is hindustani classical music um i mean hindustani music is improvisational music so there are actually like two branches of hindustani music also there's dhrupad which is like a much older uh, form i'm not going to talk about that right now i'll talk about khayal which is you know more prevalent in today's times but it's basically improvisational music you have a few ground rules and then uh, off of that base you can build you know your own palace you can build whatever you have envisioned in your mind that is classical music the classical music is they'll give you the brick and mortar and they'll say build your own palace of imagination exactly exactly it's that, that, that's precisely why it's called khayal whatever you can possibly think of right whatever is possible in your head that is possible musically that's damn cool so help me understand something um i'm guessing that whenever there is a hindustani classical performance it's not just improvisation by the or let me take a step back what is a hindustani classical music group like what are the like you know rock has vocalist drummer bass player guitar player maybe a keyboardist what does a hindustani classical band or group consist of okay so uh, or maybe i'm looking at it wrong so you can help me understand how it works oh uh, yeah so i mean there could be various different settings like if i'm a vocalist right so the primary instrument for a vocalist is the tanpura it's like a drone which plays at the yeah. background basically yeah. so it's basically the the root and its fifth which are playing in like different octaves so it's ah, like okay. uh, the root and the fifth so let's uh, sapa like two notes which play and that that's the basis for all of classical music whether it's north indian music south indian music it's a constant everywhere so uh, if i'm a vocalist is it a I constant sa pa or is it a constant root and five fifth note which is the constant yeah, sa, uh, uh, so sa and pa like these are the constants both of them okay, so okay. it's like in a tanpura there are uh, there are, there are four strings like it could have five or six strings also but typically there are four strings and usme there is like two sa notes of the first octave Uh, a fifth note of the lower octave and the tonic the sa again at the lower octave okay so it's like so a got it so it's basically it's like the tonic which is uh, playing in the background you know throughout the entire performance to establish that okay this is this is home this is where you're beginning from and this is where you will end okay right so so that's a constant uh, besides that if i'm a vocalist i would typically have a tabla accompanist with me and besides that i could have like a sarangi or a harmonium player so harmonium uh, many people still believe that it's an indian instrument but it's actually a french instrument <laughs> whoa yeah it's a french instrument like if if you notice the harmonium it uh, operates on a very similar principle to a, uh, an accordion. accordion right so it it uh, in fact in classical music in india so there's this uh, regulating body called ar all india radio and the harmonium wasn't permissible in classical recordings in ar all the way up till like the 60s because it 1960s. wasn't considered an indian instrument yeah it wasn't an indian instrument so what used to you know what they used to use before that was the sarangi or the violin violin to khair baad mein aaya but uh, the sarangi was the you know the main accompanying instrument sarangi so is that one that that sounds like ko 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 is that the sarangi or is that something else um it's it's like a string instrument with like a more bassy sound than a violin it's like a violin with much more bass okay it, like 
somewhere between a violin and the human voice wait just so that just for the people who have joined in what i'm going to do is i'm just going to uh <laughs> just going to open up the photo of a sarangi ah this is a sarangi yes exactly it's a beautiful beautiful instrument this one exactly yeah that's it so this is the og harmonium before the harmoniums came yeah exactly i mean this is what you know people used to like uh, as their accompanying instrument uh, so is this yeah, more of an antique have... piece or this is an actual actual instrument with all that woodcraft and stuff gone into it yeah i mean even modern sarangis they look like this it's uh, every single instrument is, i mean to you know produce an instrument like that requires a craftsman so like every sarangi player actually has a work of art <laughs> with them wow that's interesting yeah you go on go on i, I want to know more about like yeah so i think this is a great way that you have reframed the question if you were the if if it was your music group and you were the vocalist or if the vocals were the main thing what would your accompanying troop be like so you've mentioned you'll have one tabla player you'll have one tanpura player and you'll have one sarangi player slash harmonium player correct yeah or you could have both also some people like they like to get fancy so they have a harmonium player and a sarangi player <laughs> and uh, there's one more instrument which uh, you know vocalists typically use it's called a swarmandal okay it's like this uh, it's it it uh, it's like a, a it looks somewhat like a harp like a giant harp and it's got like it can have like anywhere between 32 to 52 strings wow and and it's like basically you tune the entire scale of the rag onto that uh, instrument and it's it's not exactly something that you play like you don't you know improvise melodically or play melody lines in that it's just there to you know sort of enhance the mood and the feel of the performance okay 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 you would often find like uh, a vocalist holding a, uh, a swarmandal and be like you know running his fingers over it like that so it's so it's more like ambient it. ambient adding some yeah, ambience yeah. to the music yeah i mean it, it adds grandeur to the performance <laughs> <laughs> so okay so that that is all you would have in your troupe like only one percussionist one tabla person so uh, yeah one tabla person is typically enough so there's another instrument which uh, is used for a different uh, you know form of indian classical music it's called uh, dhrupad so in that they have this instrument called the pakhavaj okay so it's like it's uh, like you play the tabla vertically right so there's okay. a, a left and a right side of it but uh, a pakhavaj it's like uh, it's played horizontally like maybe a dholak okay 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 and it's got a much more bassy sound So I mean, some people have tablas which sound like the you know the pakhavaj, but uh, typically it's just one tabla which people have, you know, to accompany the entire performance. Awesome. So now that is your khayal group. It is you vocals. Yeah. You have a tanpura. You have a, 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 a tanpura, a tabla. You have a swarmandal. You will be holding it. You will have a um, shen, uh, what is that? What is that? Shenai? No. What is that? What you just told me? Harmonium. And what is the other one? Sarangi. Sarangi. Kar Sarangi. I was getting confused. Shanae. I was getting confused. So now, who is the improviser, or is everyone improvising? How does it work? How would how would a live performance work? Okay, so uh, it really depends ki who the main performer is. See, okay, it's so you. If, Say it's you. You are the vocals, okay. and vocals is the main. Okay. 
so the way it works is uh, for like suppose if i'm if i'm performing for maybe in a single rag for about 50 minutes so for 95% of the duration i will be improvising on my own and everyone is there just to support me but uh, the way it works is you know uh, in between the performance the vocalist normally gives you know a little bit of room for the harmonium player or the sarangi player and the tabla player to improvise from time to time to jam but since yeah yeah basically yeah and you know during that time period where the harmonium player is improvising or the tabla player is improvising the vocalist takes like a back seat so it's like everyone gets their chance and yeah that's basically how it is and there are you know some uh, you know bits where uh, you know where it's possible without uh, kind of ruining the entire feel of the performance where it's possible the instrumentalists and the vocalist try and improvise together wow but where it's possible yeah for that you need to i'm guessing have at least 5 to 6 years of chemistry with those musicians and and the vocalists like they need to know exactly what this guy is can do and how i need to make sure i stay up with his pace as well exactly exactly nahi to it's like if everyone's trying to improvise there's no base to work up you know work upon correct so it's like a complete mess so yeah true that's damn cool I, that's damn cool that's like it's like an insight into something um that is so attuned to our culture but we don't know anything about it. it's like hockey right we don't know anything about it <laughs> um, another question what is a gharana okay uh, that's a very interesting question it's a good question uh, in today's times a gharana would essentially mean a school of music right? ah, okay okay it's a school of music which has a particular style of presentation okay. so like there are multiple gharanas there's kirana indore gwalior jaipur uh ajara ajara is for tabla sorry uh, but for vocals there's jaipur gwalior kirana indore agra right what what sets these gharanas apart is uh, certain um, signature uh, stylized ways of performing okay right so uh, like i have learned from indore and kirana currently i'm learning from indore and before that i've learned from uh, kirana so what uh, makes indore very unique is that we perform at a very 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 slow tempo we begin at a very very slow tempo and uh, we gradually incre- i mean gradual increase is there in all styles of music but uh, the signature thing is that we begin with a very 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 slow tempo so it's like uh, so in classical music the tal it's got beat cycles right okay okay so in in in, in uh, i would say in western music the concept of rhythm is more linear yeah 4 by 4s like, and stuff like that yeah yeah it's a 4 by 4 but in classical music beats operate in cycles Okay. So like if yeah so if i'm singing like maybe teen tal right uh, it's 16 beats it's dha din din dha dha din din dha dha din din dha dha din din dha dha right? okay okay so, so i actually just uh, you know pronounce 17 syllables the last dha was the extra yeah the last dha was the beginning of the next cycle oh okay right so it's 16 plus 1 and then it begins again and that's how it operates so in uh, in uh, indore gharana we sing in this tal called jhumra uh, our uh, you know the founder of our gharana ustad amir khan sahab he you know popularized singing in jhumra and uh, the tempo was so slow that you know to complete one cycle of the beat of the entire tal it would probably take between uh, you know a minute and 45 seconds minute to 45 seconds wow wow that's a really really slow build up yeah, yeah it's a really tempo yeah and like uh, they'd sing you know one i mean the vilambit the vilambit tal for you know 35 40 50 minutes maybe even an hour right so it used to go like very slow 
and uh, like another very characteristic phrase of uh, indore gharana is that uh, we use uh, this thing called merukhand okay which is basically permutations and combinations of notes merukhand okay so is it is it close to like is it close to improvisation or is it a set set rules of permutation combinations so these are i mean when you begin practicing it you memorize them as like you know set rules of permutations combinations okay, like, like if that. i've got three hmm. notes i've got three notes so the maximum number of combinations are 3 factorial correct 3 into 2 into 1 is 6 combinations yeah. if i have four notes it becomes four factorial that's 24 if i have five notes it becomes 120 so yeah. these are certain things to memorize when you begin but uh, then what happens is uh, once you you know uh, practice the, the base then you find ways you know novel ways to you know express these permutations and combinations not you know like uh, in a learnt way but in a more i'd say a natural a more free flowing way i get what you mean yeah so it's like you're singing and it's not like very very you know explicitly out there that i'm using permutations and combinations but if one were to you know pay very close attention he'd be like okay there's something interesting happening over here he's using mathematical uh, you know improvisations here but it's not like uh, you know out there it's I happening understand. in a very very subtle way so yeah. if i have to use see because i you know i have uh, guitar was my instrument so if i have to use an analogy it's quite like scales in a guitar like i know this is my scale this is or my like you know uh, uh, like you have lydian scale or an arp like basically yeah, exactly yeah. i know that this is my my like blues scale right i know this is mm-hmm. my blues scale then i know this is my like my lydian scale or i know this is my like my mixolydian scale now what i will do when i'm performing live is i will take the first three notes of mixolydian mix it up with the next six notes of my lydian mix it up with like a slight blues intro so when someone is listening to it they will not know what are the different permutation combinations i'm doing but someone who understands these scales will be like oh he's mixing this with this with this so is it quite like that it yeah it's more or less like that just that you know in classical music we have a rag so okay. we have to whatever combinations we do it has to stay within the rag so like for example you you spoke about lydian lydian is basically the scale of rag yaman which is uh, all notes uh, natural just sharp fourth just sharp fourth right? correct sharp fourth so that's lydian so if i were to sing rag yaman all my notes would have to be within that scale just with a sharp fourth then if i were to use mixolydian that's rag khamaj which is all notes natural just a, a flat ninth flat seventh sorry flat seventh right that's mixolydian yeah so we we have to follow those rules of the rag and within the framework of the rag i can do whatever permutations combinations improvisations as long as i don't uh, you know ruin the mood and the structure of the rag interesting wow wow so there is actually a lot to it with regards so even though it's an improvisation there are rules of improvisation yeah exactly exactly so uh, rags operate in phrases typically in phrases so or have- phases phrases 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 okay so so like uh, there are certain do's and don'ts with drugs so um, uh, let me give an example so uh, there's this uh, there are two rags there's bageshi and bimpalasi bageshi and bimpalasi these are the only two rags in hindustani classical music sorry these are the only two rags that exist or these are two out of the many uh, there are over 500 rags in hindustani <laughs> okay, okay, okay 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 so these, these are two, two of the very two very popular rags uh, like you'll find a lot of songs in them lot of ghazals in them lot of film songs in them can you just repeat and the names of those rags again bhageshri and bimpalasi bhag bhageshri or bhagyashri 
Bageshri, or you can call it Bageshwari. It's like another name for Saraswati. Okay, Bageshwari, and what is the other one? Bhim Palasi. Bhim Palasi. Bhim Palasi and Bageshwari. Okay. Okay. So uh, both of them have the same scale, which is uh, all notes natural, but a flat third and a flat seventh. ஒன்னும்ிஃபரெண்ட்ரெண்ட்ரெண்ட்ரெண்ட்ரெண்ட்ரெண்ட்ரெண்ட்ரெண்ட்ரெண்ட்ரெண்ட்ரெண்ட்
as a hindustani classical student in bombay ages ago i don't remember anything from that from that and from any of the tvs saregama shows in which you had you know ismail darbar ka gharana himesh reshamya ka gharana <laughs> so yeah thanks dude thanks a lot for taking me through it okay now i think we have covered the past you've told us about where things come from why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now with hindustani classical music like what is your what is it that you're working on and what is it you're currently learning what is it you're currently developing what is it you're currently like what is your current relationship with hindustani classical music so uh, hindustani classical music um, i feel there isn't you know too much that that can be done now i mean everything which could have been done has already been done by the masters that's that's the reason why people have you know started uh, moving towards fusion trying to incorporate you know uh, western music into classical music or trying to find like a middle ground between the two okay but uh, personally speaking i am i am uh, for maintaining the purity of classical music i personally like to you know sing classical music as was intended so you're not and, a big uh, fan of neha kakkar then uh, <laughs> don't get me started <laughs> the moment you said fusion i just knew that you don't like <laughs> anyways yeah i think that will be the next question i want to ask you that next like what is the future so yeah like, like let me know like, tell us about what you're currently doing with the art form yeah so what i am doing is i am trying to refine whatever you know uh, whatever has been handed down to me from my predecessors um i think it would take me a lifetime just to you know master what already has been done because there's so much to do and i mean it's it's obviously it's a never ending process you keep practicing you keep finding new things that you need to work on that's never going to end but uh, for me the road ahead it it basically involves practicing trying to perfect my craft and hopefully i'll i'll uh, decide to put my art out there some day like perform on a proper stage some day <laughs> yeah i know what you're trying to say i want to i want to explore um where you see yourself going with this because that is something that i really like to have conversation with all my friends ki like what is the future what do you envision for yourself i'll save that question for the last half now i want to ask you something on the lines of what are the what are you currently studying where are you currently studying where are you currently performing what is your uh, current gharana um what is it that you're exploring in the music by yourself personally right now so this is just me asking about you like what are you what have you been doing the last one year and what are you doing right now with hindustani classical music like you can be very specific like you can tell us very specifically it's for my learning mainly okay so like currently i am doing a diploma an advanced diploma in classical music from the faculty of music delhi university and uh, i plan on enrolling in the ma program masters of classical music in the coming session that's something which i really want to do and uh, besides that like um, if you're asking me professionally where i've been performing i haven't been performing very often right now i'm i'm more into you know like my 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 focus is more on you know perfecting my craft at this point correct uh, performances will come eventually there will be a lot of performances but uh, right now my focus is more on trying and getting myself uh, you know to perfect my craft as much as possible understood and and uh, besides that like i've been very occupied with my job as well right now i mean i'm trying to i mean that's something i'm really passionate about it's yeah why don't you tell us a little bit about that as well i mean i think people would love to see how you are integrating uh, hindustani classical music into a 9 to 5 uh, it's not exactly 9 to 5 i mean because of the lockdown like it's a little more 
liberal i can work <laughs> when i want to work from home but uh, so this company where i'm working the basic idea is that uh, you know we're trying to help artists earn via live streaming since you know it's it's not possible to perform offline and this is only hindustani classical artists in india i'm guessing no 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 this is all genres of music we have dj's we have uh, classical musicians we have uh, you know uh, rock musicians jazz musicians Damn absolutely cool. anything under the sun you know uh, if you're an artist you're a musician and uh, you like performing and uh, you want to earn you're free to join It's, that's that's damn cool. That's damn cool. I was. Uh, are you at liberty to tell us the name of the app or the platform? Yeah, uh, the platform is called Ombre. Let's look it up online right now. How do I spell that? It's O M B R E. Ombre. Uh, is there a website? It's it's called. I think the website is Live Ombre. Live Ombre or Live with Ombre. live with omri yeah found it sharing my screen this one exactly yeah that's it this is so cool you guys are doing all these gigs we're helping artists uh, you know put their music so it, it's kind of like book my show for uh, you know live streaming events this our website is an aggregator our application is an aggregator wherever events are happening across the globe you can find all of them in one place bro this is so cool this is so cool if there are any metal gigs happening please let me know <laughs> for sure man you can download the app so the the coolest thing about the application is that uh, it enables specialized uh, you know uh, discovery of music so when you create a profile right you can key in exactly what your genre preferences are and the application will show you exactly what music you're looking for Dude, so if so your cool. genre prefer if you're looking for metal you will only get metal So it's like like how you very rightly put it before we start this podcast it's like a Spotify for people who want live concerts on their phone. Exactly, exactly. That is so cool. And if you don't if you don't mind me asking what is the uh, um what is the amount of successful because I saw a lot of western artists on your current roster what is the amount of indian artists who are performing live regularly on your platform versus western artists this is just for my personal understanding. right now i i to be very honest like uh, the ratio of indian to western it's a little uh, you know indian is much much less than the number of western events which happen but uh, the I- irony is that you know a, a very large percentage of our users are indian indian listeners indian connoisseurs so oh, it's something okay. we're working on we're trying to you know uh, create quality content the reason is that you know uh, indian musicians are a little more finicky like even you asked me whether i'm performing and i am not performing that much right now because we're a little finicky about what, when we perform how we perform you know how much we perform we you know are a little uh, we we like to be a little more you know perfect about everything it's <laughs> something which with the craft it's the way we look at it but yeah that's the main issue we're trying to you know find a way to get more indian artists to perform on the application this is why you had i think reached out to me couple of months back uh, asking me about a few brands and artists and if i'm still connected to them correct yeah exactly exactly so uh, we're also you know collaborating with you know institutions across the country so like uh, i'm pretty sure you heard of mood indigo of IIT course iit iits so, yep yep yeah, yeah so we uh, you know did a couple of events with them as well we had some of our artists perform for mood indigo too that's so cool also, we also collaborated with uh, iim calcutta triple it so lot of stuff happening we're collaborating with a lot of different uh, 
institutions so what is the uh, just for people who are who are tuning in i think i have i have some people who are tuning in who love live con in fact i'm going for a live metal gig today after like ages oh, uh, in inner sanctums playing at uh, koramangala so it's been a long long time I- yeah i'm going to i'm going to tear open someone's skull today and drink their <laughs> drink their blood you know you know the rage of metal right it's like it's going to happen so i have a question for you um this is a very like you can be very genuine with me on this okay how much do you think indians care about indian ba- artists playing live you can be very genuine with me on this answer unless you are like a pratik kuhar or like a nuclear how much does the average indian music listener care about an indian artist performing live just just my for my understanding i think that's a very subjective question i think uh, there are fan bases for uh, indian artists as well like very large fan bases arijit singh to i think he's you know taken charge of the entire indian scene over the last decade are you asking like particularly about classical music or about uh, indian artists at large um so let maybe le- let me rephrase my question um you mentioned that a majority of the user base on your app is indian users indian music connoisseurs how mu- how many of them like say if there are x number of them which is like 100% how much out of this 100% would be willingly would willingly go on this platform to watch only indian artists you know what i'm trying to say right like like if you ask right. me i will be very direct with you if you ask me my preference would be to watch a foreign band because i expect them to have better performances when it comes to live shows and a lot of indian bands again i not to say that i don't like indian bands i love indian bands i was part of an indian band at one time but if you have to ask me what would i pay for i would probably pay for a western counterpart but when it comes to hindustani classical obviously i will not go to western counterpart but i would pay an indian in in gharana so if i have to ask you this question from a generalized perspective um Indian art, Indian artists on your platform, Western artists on your platform, Indian consumers on your platform. Where are they going more? Are they going to Western artists or are they going to Indian artists? Willingly. Um, it, it's uh, it's pretty simple actually. Uh, Indian listeners are looking for Indian content. Western listeners are ve- looking for Western content. So it actually boils down to you know what content we put out there. If we put out more Indian content, we'll you know we'll be able to keep the Indian users happy. and i'd say like maybe 50 60% of the users are looking for indian events as well that's damn cool. i mean western events are happening but uh, a lot of people they want indian events that's, that's very something cool. we're working on that's very fucking cool i mean that's very very cool i mean it's good to hear that it's really good to hear that and now uh, how often does a Oh, let me rephrase my question. Like you know, there was a time we all knew that every once in a year a metal band will come to Bangalore, a big metal band from USA or the the West, and it will come and perform. And every year you will have two big bands that will come to Bangalore and perform. That was used to be a norm of Bangalore city at one point of time. I I hope you remember. What is the usual? Um, what is the live music scene in in this live Hindustani classical music scene in India like? okay so that's a good question so it's a really good scene actually it's quite happening so there are uh, certain music conferences which are very popular there is the tansin samaroh which happens in uh, in delhi it happens typically in the month of january it it happens in this month actually but uh, this year i don't know if it's going to happen but uh, yeah there's a tansin samaroh which happens here there's hari vallabh which happens in punjab 
there is the dovalian festival which happens in kolkata there is savai gandharva festival which happens in dharwad karnataka so these are like major conferences and uh, artists from all across the country even artists you know who are settled abroad come and perform there wow uh, there there are a fair number of classical musicians who are settled abroad uh, ustad zakir hussain for example he stays in the states in the united states there was also uh, ustad ali akbar khan sahab a very famous surat he was also based in the united states so i mean uh, whenever these conferences happen they fly down from there they come to perform at these conferences and people from all across the country you know show up because these are uh, you know flagship events of classical music wow which is one one of these music in that you would one of these which is one concert that you have to attend or which you have already attended out of all of these i have attended tansim samaro because it's in delhi i mean uh, i have you know the opportunity to attend every year there's one particular concert which i really want to attend but i've never been able to attend it's uh, the dovalian conference which happens in kolkata so i mean hopefully someday when i get to go there but uh, yeah that's something i really look forward to you have calcutta roots don't you uh yeah in a certain sense i was born in kolkata and like uh, everyone in my family can speak bengali except me i'm useless but uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you sing in bengali yeah. though like if you know the lyrics yeah i mean uh, yeah i guess i could do that i mean it, it really boils down to how well i can memorize it correct and and usually uh, i have never seen hindustani classical music musicians having any kind of sheet music in front never yeah because uh, like like i said initially right uh, there is i mean we have a basic uh, framework which is in our heads and everything else is you know khayal. based on how we feel in the moment yeah khayal, exactly so that so uh, that, that base which you have is the 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 octaves that the the root note and the fifth note on your tanpura which is already set and the rag scale right which you are going to play perform on yeah the rules of the rag got it yeah exactly Uh, by good. the way the tanpura it could even have the fourth instead of the fifth it could have the fourth and it could even have the seventh of the lower octave that depends completely on the rules of the rag exactly on the rules of the rag and there are certain uh, performers who like to you know experiment a little so they fool around with the tanpura that's damn cool that's damn cool and what is a what is it what is uh, a current rag or maybe a current um, style that you are experimenting with a rag which i am currently experimenting with uh or maybe I an mean, artist who you are following any uh, guru that you are trying to emulate and become like so i mean uh, who i am trying to become like i'd say like my i have, I have a couple of influences many of them there's ustad badi gulam ali khan sahab ustad amir khan sahab pandit bhimsen joshi but uh, if you were to ask me about today, yeah, uh, today. there's an artist called pandit venkatesh kumar uh he was a professor at dharwad university uh and so he's one of the best artists in the country and he i mean he's in his 60s and he's just become famous you know after like 2013 wow wow so he lived and he lived like 70% of his life in anonymity and like you know over the last decade he's like become you know the most sought after vocalist in the country and he's wow. a person i really look up to someone i really look up to a very simple person but uh, his music uh, it it truly touches your heart venkatesh rao you said pandit venkatesh kumar pandit pandit venkatesh kumar wow that's interesting so what is his gharana uh, he is learned from uh, kirana and gwalior 
uh, he, okay. he has had some very interesting gurus he learned from uh, pandit puttaraj gavai who was actually a, a blind person he was wow. a blind person and he was a multi instrumentalist he could play over 12 instruments and he was a vocalist <laughs> wow yeah. wow really yeah he yeah, really man and uh, he used to run this ashram in gadag which is a place in karnataka and he used to like uh, teach you know blind people and you know underprivileged people for like a very very nominal rate there were some people who even learned for free so and help me understand yeah go ahead yeah that utilage uh, when i say they used to learn they used to stay there for 12 years and learn like a proper gurukul like a proper gurukul for 12 years that is so effing cool i mean wow um so i had a question did he learn his instruments while being blind or did he, he know the blind. instruments he was born blind yeah holy puttu what did you say pandit pandit puttaraj gavai puttaraj gavai now i noticed this one thing that you're doing is you touch your ear whenever you say the uh, the, the guru's name and i've noticed uh once when i saw that sare gama pa audition time pe i remember they asked him like why are you touching your ear he said because it's respect to my guru why do why why is, why do they do that in in the indian karana what is the story behind that uh because we consider ourselves inadequate to even take the names of our gurus <laughs> okay <laughs> so it's like a humility it's like a way to keep yourself humble and grounded at any given point of time yeah that is so fucking cool and See I'm a big believer of uh, I I don't remember if you were you at my place that day that once long ago when uh, Vishnu and I tried doing that meditation to that vibration that om om artist you you told me about that but I wasn't there when you guys tried it <laughs> you weren't there when when we tried it right so I, I was there for epic meal time <laughs> epic meal Epic cereal, right? Like what? Two liters of milk? Can we put raisin, chocolate, Nutella? <laughs> All kinds. That was crazy, man. <laughs> oh, I still don't. Ah. So, oh, that that was a that was a great evening. Welcome to Epic Cereal Time with Chinmay, and we had a recording of that entire thing with Nishant. You remember, right? Yeah, Nishan, and how is he? Man, it's been a long time. Haven't uh, you know met him, spoken to him? Um, from what I what I know, Nishan has graduated from video game design from Shishti in Bangalore, and I think right now he is chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I have, you know, I've always in my life at some point of time wanted to explore the the northern belt of India, which is your you know Lucknow, UP. agra punjab and explore the food and music scene basically like i i am i imagine that there are you know like you know qawalis right you know what a qawali is right so i imagine there are there are a lot of these close knit societies in these you know like this these small towns you know like in lucknow etc where they actually have really intense live performances at each other's homes you know like on a weekend and the entire oh, community oh, oh, oh. 
the entire community gets together and you know they they witness all the students performing maybe you know there's good food and festivities so i'm let's do something let's keep a plan you know like in the next 2 years we take 6 months or 3 months off and we travel that entire belt and just you know like just explore it as two nomads you know and explore the music scene live over there you know like i mean man for sure for sure if i can manage to convince you know my company to let me offer that long See, but i i'd love to do that man i'm cool. telling you like uh, maybe in the next week keeping my fingers crossed it's again i'm painting sand castles in the air but <laughs> say at some point of time your um, you become i don't know somehow you figure out you get 3 months or 4 months off somehow maybe you take a break from your current work or you're like you know i need a break in my time in my life right now because everyone needs a break right you know you, you need that oh, break sure from the routine so. to come back feel more inspired that's when you're going to hit me up 2 months before and you're going to be like anwar you remember that trip that we you planned we will do we're going to fucking do that trip and it's going to be like not a fancy trip where we live in hotels and all i mean to say we will live in those communities with those families you know in the ghetto <laughs> in the ghetto and like i'm imagining agra you know taj mahal there and like they're living in the in the small community over here and like performing and going out of the near the lake and performing every day and probably having some good lucknowi food you know like navratan korma and like, <laughs> yeah like like i really really would love to do something like that with you i, I don't know if you remember that that 10000 kilometers fucking anxiety trip that i did all around india homeless and bro it's not going to be yes, that yes, bad yes. it's going to be better than that but we will I, i promise you we will do something like this three months just three months we will explore that northern oh. belt and experience the scene i'm down, down for it man i'm down for it for sure <laughs> that'll be fucking insane right for sure man looking forward so just now, let me know man we will do it like i should actually you will have to let me know and i will tell you chinmaya this is how we are going to do it this is where we are going to go first i mean obviously i'll use your contacts you tell me bro i know this is a gharana here and this that and we will do it like like you know li- imagine living in like one of those old uh, old lucknowi homes with like you know lot of families living together and in the evening coming together in the courtyard samosas chai and i don't know too much about uh, you know lucknow and all of these places but uh, Uh, it it would be you know an exploring experience for me as well actually so that would be cool exactly remember the time i came to delhi yeah that was during the trip i came to delhi and i met you remember yeah that was in 2016 i think 2016 or 2017 2017 yeah. then i came to delhi yeah. and i was like you maybe made pasta remember your mom made pasta for me for us and we were watching something on the computer and eating i still remember we walked around that lotus temple we yeah, i went to lotus temple correct correct that was a good trip that was- like that time i was broke now i'm not as broke so i'm pretty sure we can have better accommodation than like traveling <laughs> cool so that brings me to my last question and this is something that um i want you to take the next 5 minutes and tell me or tell the audience or maybe you're just telling yourself what do you see yourself your future in this hindustani with hindustani classical music like do you see yourself performing teaching having your own gharana 20 30 years from now what do you envision for yourself i mean i always wanted to be a performing artist i always uh, i always had this vision you know uh, this uh, this stand still this picture in my head you know i always imagine myself wearing a white kurta having you know uh, three accompanists with me and I'm, i'm totally engrossed in my singing it's this kind of you know mental image i painted for myself but uh, over the last you know uh, one or two years 
i have actually you know gravitated towards teaching i have you know wanted to teach i have been wanting to teach classical music because uh, i i personally feel that uh, there's a lot to learn and a, a very large number of people in our country have no idea about this treasure that we have with us it's it's such an amazing thing which people don't know they don't understand partly because you know there's a certain level of uh, stigma associated with classical music that you know uh, it's it, it's too complicated it's difficult it's classical music we won't understand it but uh, honestly speaking, for old people but honestly speaking like if classical music were to be played in every household you know and kids heard it from a young age and if it weren't called classical music it was just called music right i know what you're no saying no separate name just music i think everyone would grow to like it i know and, what you're saying and uh, that that's, that's something which uh, you know i i really want to do i want to teach classical music maybe not like uh, at at a very you know beginner level but i i'd like to teach it maybe a university level but uh, that that's something i i really want to do i want to teach classical music i feel that uh, you know because uh, there's one thing uh, a very large number of classical musicians they don't exactly come from you know uh, an english speaking background correct correct so so what i feel is that you know i have the added advantage of being exposed to like western, western english culture, culture. Mm. as well as uh, you know since i've learned classical music so my you're going to be you're going to be the bridge the bridge yeah exactly like i i want my music to you know sort of represent the best of both worlds something like that got it so, now yeah, go ahead yeah Yeah, uh, that's something I wanted to. Please go ahead. So that is a very interesting thing you said. How do you make sure that you do the best of both worlds without becoming a Bollywood sellout who uses classical beats just to get that Hindustani beat? But the whole thing, you know, it's not it's not purest. Like, how do I say it? It's like I I use the word Neha Kakkar, and I know you don't like her because I saw a few of your stories where you're saying she's not trained at all. Like she's got no training. uh she has absolutely no background in this and this is something she's probably selling as a pr stunt maybe so my question to you is how do you do it authentically um it's uh, going back to your roots i mean uh you could listen to modern music for sure but uh, the the step forward is actually to step back and listen to the older musicians uh understand the the depth Uh, you know of the music which people in the past actually you know worked on mm-hmm. listen to the older musicians that's the the only thing which you can do once you try and understand the past that's the only way you can actually you know build a future for classical music so yeah that's what i feel i feel that uh, i mean uh, no disrespect to other forms of music like pop music you know uh, bollywood music it's all cool but uh, to maintain the purity of classical music you need to follow the footsteps of our predecessors i don't mean to you know sound like you know a very you don't want to be an uncle but what you're saying is absolutely correct i know what you're trying to say yeah so here's a it's, it's a very different path it's a very different path it's a, a path where uh, you you cannot be you know swayed by the idea of getting too commercial because i mean while getting commercial might help pay your bills it might help you get famous but uh, at what cost hmm. I mean, will you trade off the sanctity of your art for like a few extra bucks i know what you're trying to say do you want to sell out i get what you're trying to say 
So here's my question then. Um, I think you have said it as beautifully as any and as uh, as can be. See, Om Om is a American band, but they use primarily Indian sounds in their uh-huh. in their music, right? And that's massive in the whole stoner meditation and spiritual circle, whether Indians or Western people alike. So I think you are absolutely correct. It's the it's the representation of the art. I think I could be wrong. Okay, without changing the art, I think the representation of the art needs to evolve. What I mean by that is, I feel like if it was more accessible, like how you said it, it needs to be more accessible to people from a young age, without them feeling like it's for it's not for me. You know what I'm trying to say, right? And I think I mean, uh, when people think of classical music, they think of uncles wearing kurtas and you know sitting on stage like this, exactly, and singing with like a crooked face. Exactly, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Exactly, I think you've got. I think you've hit the nail on the head. What I'm trying to say is, if you take a traditional Hindustani classical situation and you present it in a Coke Studio format, I think that's how you, without selling out. reach to an audience who's waiting to hear this music you know what i'm trying to say right like you you may be selling out on the fact that you're performing on national tv in a nice studio with all these mics but i don't think any classical music musician will have a problem with that as long as they get to perform their art in its sanctity right yeah for sure i think uh, classical musicians actually do a lot of collaboration with western musicians as well uh but those are typically uh, separate ventures but yeah i mean uh, i don't think anyone would ever have a problem with that in fact i think uh, i mean i don't know why people would think that they would have a problem with that but even classical musicians look forward to like good infrastructure and stuff man <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh, what i mean to say is um absolutely i'm totally aligned with you what i mean to say is that see ev- any art form will have traditionalists and will have people who are looking to take it to the next level right any art form even mm-hmm. basketball like if you if you if you go up to maybe the old school michael jordan and you tell him if you make him look at lebron not even lebron what is it mike steph curry's form he probably say that's a lot it's very modern in certain ways right but at the same time michael jordan will never say that i want to play in an old school basketball stadium he'll be like i want the best platform to get my sound out there so maybe just a thought okay i'm just having a thought cuz my entire job is all marketing branding and advertising and making things visible to people it's my day job so i'm just adding that thought here maybe what could really help is this new generation of musicians of classical musicians um without selling out if they could use platforms like instagram to help get this music across to people who are on those platforms and may not be aware of it you know what i'm trying to say right like i am like if you've noticed every time you post an igtv video it's on my it's on my stories because i want people to see what what's happening right i feel I really like exactly i feel like if um you know if you if any any classical musician i may be overselling it okay i don't know if he takes like nice visuals like a nice visual or even if it's in their home and they're recording themselves performing with like a three camera four camera setup i think that will really help them get uh, an art form which is very traditional to an audience that is waiting to connect with its roots you know what i'm trying to say That, that, that's being done actually like if you go on to social media facebook instagram i'd say that uh, 70% of all the stalwarts are there now 
and they're pretty cats. active on social media they they're pretty active on social media and yeah people people you know they really uh, there's a lot of buzz happening on their event there's a lot of buzz associated with it people do watch classical artists perform on instagram that is kick ass so that really goes to show that um there is no um there is no kya bolte usko like restrictions from the traditionalists in this industry they also want their music to reach as many people as possible for sure i mean uh, everyone's evolving with the times i mean when the microphone came that was also something that you know artists like hum microphone ke sath kyu gaye hum to bina gaate but eventually you know even everyone you know they grew to accept the microphone in fact uh, evolution is something that uh, everyone has to accept even the the form of classical music which we perform today although we consider it traditional but this has also evolved from something in the past Correct. and our current classical music will again evolve maybe uh maybe 200 years from now when we look back and and we see the timeline of classical music we see that what's being performed you know in 2200 is very different from what we are performing today in 2021 and uh, that that's what's going to happen there's there's no way around it that's fantastic so uh, would i be correct to say in the next 5 years i see your instagram or your online accounts as the go to place to bridge the gap between a western audience that may not have the knowledge or the exposure to do their own research of indian traditional music and you are saying you know what boss i've done the research i've studied it and i'm putting it out there in a way that you understand and i feel comfortable doing you know what i'm trying to say i mean i'd love to do that man i'd love to try and uh, you know educate people about classical music not educate like that 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 uh, makes me sound want to sound all high and mighty i mean i'd like to inform people you know uh, what what i know and what probably they don't know correct share whatever little knowledge i have but yeah i i probably would love to do that and i and i kind of see see that happening so when you have established yourself like that there is going to be no job who will say what you're taking 3 months break to go to agra and all do you be like Dude, this is my this is my this is my freaking job to to see the roots and get that roots out there you know what i'm trying to say so yeah i definitely see you growing into something like that dude chinmaya like not just becoming a musician but someone who who helps tell the world that such a thing exists such a thing can be for everyone and anyone and helps bridge a generational gap you know what i'm trying to say you're just helping bridge bridge a generational gap which got really messed up by the british influence we had for like a good 600 years in our country where you know like that's what it became it became hindustani classical music it's not classical music it's it's relevant in every sense today as well so it may be it may be like that's what you said no it's it's hindustan it's just music it's not hindustani classical music it's just music and i love the way you put that because i i very strongly believe in that as well Do you have any you you have anything to anything to add to that? Uh, I mean, I think you've summed it up pretty well. There's not much left to be said there, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, classical music, like you said, it's it's no different from other forms of music. It's it's just about you know growing up with it, thing like it were any other. You know, the the idea should be to probably incorporate classical music into pop culture. Yes. If uh, if if that it can be accomplished, I I don't see any reason why uh, you know uh, the masses will not appreciate classical music. That's a very nice way of putting it. it. 
it's a very nice way of putting it it, it just needs it just needs to be put out that it needs to be looked at as you know as normal a thing as maybe arijit singh or ariana grande it's about yeah. it and that's a very very nice way of putting it and i think to everyone who's tuned in today who stayed with us for so long and has you know explored this facet of of indian culture or indian history through music um i think they've they've also kind of realized now that it's i mean think about it guys anushka shankar is playing the same similar it's the same thing that she performs with right i think it's just a little more little more more fusion what she performs yeah, she uses a semi acoustic uh, sitar it's a sitar you know in in essence uh, the only difference is that you can plug in an, a jack into it that's the only difference that's the only difference right so it's it's just i think the presentation bit like like uh, like i see again marketing so i i may feel i don't feel really bad about being plastic and surface level but like of all the music festivals that you mentioned i think it's though if these music festivals were actually promoted to the new audience they would all come i feel like every one of us would come i i think uh, mainstream media has a important role in that because uh, i don't think like you would never find a commercial on you know ztv or star plus saying ki you know doverian festival is happening at so yeah. and so time or savai gumbo festival but there will be like a million advertisements about indian idol or if you know metallica <laughs> were to show up in india there will be like a million advertisements about that so i mean i i think classical music requires a little more advertisement on mainstream media Yeah. and for that to happen uh, i i think production houses would need to become a little more accepting and you know a little more willing to incorporate classical music onto you know uh, their tv platforms correct but uh, if, if that could be accomplished if uh, if the value in classical music uh, could be you know conveyed to production companies to television giants uh, i don't see why classical music could not be a, a household phenomenon i mean a, a household practice this is so insane right like i think like yeah dude like i i, I know exactly what you're saying like i'm already envisioning you know like 10 years from now there are these there are these summer classical festivals and winter classical classical musical festivals in india and you know you have like dover lane festival so imagine you know like you know how you have nh7 weekend with an instagram page exactly, posters exactly. Why, why can't classical music be there on the weekender I mean, have a classical musician performing at. Uh, it happened in Shillong, I think, two years ago. Yeah. Right. Why not have a classical music performing on the NH7 stage in Shillong, and maybe an hour after that, after classical, you could maybe have a rock band, a metal band. Why right. not? Why? Why not? does it have yeah. to be? Why does it have to be? Because classical has to be preceded by classical and followed by classical. Why can't you know it be? Why can't it be that way, man? Why can't it be incorporated normally? Why do you have to silo it and say this is separate? I totally yeah, understand separate. what you're saying. I think that's like, oh my god! This is like it's get it's got my palms sweating. You know all the ideas and the things that you can do to get get this to the to 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 the mainstream, like you said, without diluting its essence. And I think that you've taken it as a mission of sort for yourself. Also, I can look at it and say, you know, see yourself growing into that spokesperson role, like you said, not an influencer, not a teacher, but more of a spokesperson. You know, like like a go-to person when you have to understand. the bridge the gap right so i think like you know chinmay maybe you should take it up as an f as an as a as a like you know you know sitar metal right that rishabh yeah, yeah, yeah. that rishabh scene rishabh scene yeah he's from du he's from uh, the same faculty where i currently you know learn from he's from there so like rishabh scene was 
taken worldwide like no one said oh it's a sitar it can't be metal so i think some, like someone just needs to step up and you know make good art for his indian classical music and have good ways of putting it up on spotify and promoting it on instagram and you know like doing instagram reels which are all just classical music but done in a more modern way okay like you know like something fun without losing the essence of the art form i think that's happening though by the way that's happening there are a lot of young classical musicians in fact my batchmates a couple of batches younger than me a few batches older than me a lot of people are doing this they're they're presenting classical music in a more relatable format for uh, you know people to understand like uh, there's this uh, there are a few people on the internet they do like 15 20 second reels where they explain you know uh, rags in in 15 seconds 20 seconds like the bare essence of the rag and it's pretty understandable i think uh, a layman could understand it if they were to actually you know watch that stuff maybe maybe you know what chinmay you should do you should create a a a community and become mm-hmm. like the like the guide guide like not a guider but like the the go to person of that community and all that community is about is getting all these young new generation of classical musicians on this platform and helping them get their music out through the community you know for sure uh, actually the uh... there isn't you know uh, something new which i can do because there are initiatives which are being taken you know in this exact same regard uh, you can find uh, you know such uh, artist collective pages on facebook on instagram and yeah. yeah and they they are working pretty you know pretty hard there are classical so there are like a, a billion classical music pages on uh, instagram there are you know private groups open groups where people post their content and uh, you know it, it, it i think the internet has uh, you know it's been a game changer for classical music because uh, like to be very honest uh, for a very large part of my life i didn't have formal training in classical music but i was still able to learn classical music because everything is available, available online online hmm. right so uh, i mean obviously it boiled down to the fact that i had a natural tendency you know to listen to classical music and i enjoyed it but uh, i mean if someone you know didn't have the tendency they still have all the content on the internet so if if someone were to probably have a guide someone to guide them i think everyone would be able to do it hmm i think that's that's where you i see maybe you coming in who knows who knows <laughs> who knows yeah <laughs> awesome i think this was a really nice discussion dude we spoke a lot in in the one hour that we sat together and just try to get our brains working so any closing thoughts from you bro like what like what you would like the audience to take away and what you took away from having this conversation with me and to anyone who might be willing to come to this podcast in the future anything for them um uh, if i were to sum it up i think this was like a very very good discussion uh, we covered a lot of topics i think a lot of topics we we spoke about the origins of classical music the way forward and uh, i mean uh, all i can say is that you know um, if you're an artist whatever art form you practice or uh, whatever uh, you know you aim to do in life just be authentic be yourself man i mean don't uh, try and get commercial that's what i feel if you have an art form try and perform it and preserve it the way you like it the way uh, you know it's been handed down to you keep keep the art above the commercial success is what i believe it's a really that's a really 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 good thought and i would like 
like you said it's for anyone even even if 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 you guys who are watching this episode even if you're like want to be a podcaster or if you want to just i don't know become an influencer it's like what chinmay said makes a lot of sense because i also have that thought a lot like do i want to sell out my podcast and do some meme shit or like talk about like donald trump and easily get views but i don't want to talk about those things they make no difference to me at all like i, I don't care about those things you know have you heard of this guy called gary vaynerchuk of course yeah yeah so he you know uh, he puts out a lot of content and uh, there's something which you know he keeps uh, you know reiterating again and again he says put out content you know which seems original to you you know content which uh, uh, you would want to consume what yeah, you would want to consume put out content which is uh, relevant to you doesn't matter if if it doesn't sell immediately but uh, just keep doing you and at, at some point or the other it will click off yep so there will be the next generation of people who want to be like how we were and they'll be the ones who will pick it all up yep i agree with you on that how old are you right now by the way 25 24 25 i'm not even 22 man i'm i'm about to turn 22 fuck full life life is life is there ahead and i'm pretty sure to people who are joining in you can see the maturity difference like between me and him it's 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 oh. it doesn't it doesn't really matter what age we are i think the fact that you and i can have a conversation like this goes to so we are we have some sort of like a soul brother connection you know it doesn't matter what age we are and one thing also i can tell you for a fact is even if we don't speak for a year but we connect after a year it will feel like we left off yesterday you know what i'm trying exactly. to say exactly exactly i think it's always been that way it's always like, been like that it's always been that way so now now i will bring you to one of the most interesting parts of of um, of this podcast i i'd like to do two things one is i have these that mcq thing that i said the rapid fire one one minute rapid fire i want to do with you and at the end of the at the end of the video i don't know if you'll be comfortable to i i would love it if you could give us like a small maybe 2 second 3 second snippet of something a song that may be playing in your head right now that you'd want to share with us would you be comfortable doing that you want me to sing yeah towards the end of the video for sure for sure awesome kick ass so now let's get started with the with the with the 20 questions um it's going to be one minute let's see what the time is it's 13 13 as soon as it's 13 15 because i'm guessing it's 13 30 with 30 second done or something like that as soon as it's 13 15 we've got to stop and you have less than 5 seconds to answer each question okay and it's it's very very okay. very 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 easy questions so you ready shoot man shoot all right getting started with the rapid fire Question one: If you didn't have to work for money, what would your dream job be? Performing artist. A white sauce pasta or red sauce pasta? Pink mix of both. Do you believe? Uh, do you believe morals are important in the pursuit of a craft? If yes, yes or no. Morality is subjective. Uh, moral nihilism. But I mean, we all have a set of morals, so I, I can't really comment on that. <laughs> um would you want to marry for companionship or would you want to marry to start a family companionship superman or goku who would win in a fight and why goku uh, if you watch dragon ball super he is uh, escalated to the level of a god so <laughs> um top two places off the top of your mind where you want to live abroad uh, cities uh okinawa shaolin yes, Japan. Okay, now Japan, birthplace of karate, Shaolin, Kung Fu. <laughs> And the second place? Shaolin. Is that a place? China. Yeah, China. The oh. Shaolin Forest, the Shaolin Temple. 
Oh, I I thought it was a, just a art form. Okay. Um if you had a crystal ball in your hand right now, would you like to know your future? Would you be willing For to sure. know your future? For sure. <laughs> Define friendship in one sentence. Trust in a sentence. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um I think um, the ability to trust someone uh, without having to second guess yourself. If you had 7 days to live starting right now would you continue doing all the things that you are right now or would you want to change a few things Uh if I had 7 days to live I'd probably uh, embark on a world tour I mean I obviously wouldn't be able to cover the world but jitna bhi ho pata hai utna hi sahi When was the last time you cried your heart out I think maybe 3 years ago 3 years yeah Awesome. So that was our rapid fire questions. You saw how it just kept going from all the like different, 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 different kinds of things, and uh, it was awesome that you that you that you told us honestly whatever was on your mind. I really like that moral nihilism question, that answer that you gave because I am on a very similar point of view as well, where I believe it comes down to situation, person, and who you are dealing with, and what the end result you want. So. Chinmay as we have come to the end of this podcast this delicious podcast with you and I think we have 15 minutes before you have to go I would love it if you could leave us with a performance um from your and anything that you'd like to perform if you could just introduce the rag and where you first heard it and a little bit about the rag so that we as plebs know what it is as noobs okay, um, we know what you're talking about you know Okay for sure um there's this rag called Yaman which is uh, a perennial rag it's basically uh, a rag which uh, it's the first rag which is taught to any person who begins their classical music journey it uh, it's basically uh, an equivalent of the lydian scale sharp fourth right and uh, this has certain rules and uh, the the reason why i really love this rag is that it it has a very very a vast canvas there you know every time you approach this rag again every time you hear the rag again you always find something new there's always a sense of freshness in this particular rag and it's very very popularly used in movies like sanjay leela bansali has a composition in yaman in almost every one of his movies oh which so is it, can you tell us one song off the top of your head that you know uh, yeah mere gavadani sa nida pagare sa तुझे संग बैर लगाया दिस इज ऑल्सो दिस इज यमन कल्याण एंड देन अदर सॉन्ग वॉज नीम दैट सॉन्ग यू नो इट सॉन्ग इज प्लेइंग इन माई हेड जब से तेरे नैना uh that's a nice song though. i really love that song is that is that also a raga or is that just bollywood uh that's not exactly a pure raga but it's like sort of mixed There's it's inspired by at least i'm guessing the melody must be inspired by or something like that yeah it's got a lot of stuff incorporated in there that's a sanjay leela bansali composition again and he uses i mean he has a lot of rag music in his compositions yeah do you know you know roop kumar rathod i'm sure yeah yeah for sure man roop kumar rathod he sings amazing ghazals So is he also Hindustani? Is that Hindustani classical or is that ghazals? Is that dif- different? I mean, he's classically trained for sure, but uh, he sings more of Bollywood and uh, you know, 
ghazals and things of that nature so ghazals is not part of hindustani classical that's uh, semi classical music okay 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 so your qawwali so, ghazals and all is semi classical yeah so, so um, there is classical there is uh, semi classical and then there is light light music light classical so ghazal falls under light okay qawwali also qawwali also falls under light music uh semi classical would be things like uh, thumri or hori kajri these are different forms of music horis and kajris uh you would find a lot of folk music which uh, could be classified as horis and kajris and thumri it's like a pure semi class pure okay that's that sort of like an oxymoron pure semi classical pure semi classical yeah it's a semi classical form but its uh, origins are a little more drawn towards pure classical understood Awesome. Take it away, dude. I really want to hear what you have for us. So, if you just want to quickly again reintroduce that that raga once more for us. Yeah, it's called uh, rag Yaman. Uh, could you just give me a second? I'll actually have to put on my instrument. Please, take please take your time. Okay. I was actually going to ask you. Do you do you maybe want to turn on your shruti box or something like that? Yeah, I I think I'll do that. <laughs> Is it audible? Yes. Mai wari wari jao 
वरे जाओ मैं वरे वरे जाय वॉइस इज इट रस्टी बट काइंडली बेर विद इट फॉर टुडे <laughs> oh man that was so good that was really nice like that was really good fuck like i've i've got tears welling up <laughs> was really nice. so is this more of an evening rag yeah this is an evening rag yeah i got that kind of a vibe you know sun is post just sun is just set and this rag <laughs> picks up so <laughs> when are you coming to bangalore next when can i see you when am i seeing you next or when am i Like what is your life like next? Next one year, thirty-three months. I wish I could tell you, man. I wish I could tell you, but uh, it really depends on you know what's next. I've I've uh, got my classes, and you know maybe in in the course of the next one or two years, I might just drop by sometime. But I I can't promise anything as of now. But yeah, I mean, uh, if if musical endeavors bring me there, then for sure. That's why I was going to ask you a question. What if I? What if you and I work on doing a small concert in Bangalore? I'd love to do that, man, for sure. Like, I mean, uh, in a, it, like in-house performance, like you know, you know how so far studios does it, right? Ghar pe. Oh, right, 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 right. Something like house that. House concert. Yeah, man, that, that would be cool. That would be cool. I'd love to do that. Yeah, like what we, if I tell you? Do, go we ahead. We could even do like maybe a, a collaboration, like a, a sort of fusion bit also. Yeah, I was <laughs> thinking. I tell you, bro, get three artists from there, and I will get maybe one jazz bass player or a saxophonist or something, and we can do like a. One day with you guys, and one day as a fusion set or something like that. At my for home. sure, man. That would be awesome. Yeah. Like your dad's a tabla player, right? My dad's a tabla player. Yeah. We cool to hear him as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm staying. I'm staying by myself now. At uh, I've got a pretty cool apartment, oh, okay. so we will do it over here only. Done, 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 man, done. <laughs> Sound. I I'm telling you, like uh, we will do like a like a proper Indian classical. Like a proper, like it's it's all about everything, all things Hindustani that day. Like the food, the kind of clothes we ask people to wear, the kind of ambiance we set. Throughout the evening, we will have just one Tanpura and Shruti box or one Tanpura just playing all background music, you know. Oh, but I think let's let's keep the dress code a little more liberal. Just go Joe Penne. I mean, won't that actually add to the stigma? <laughs> That's true. I completely agree with you. You've said a very 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 strong point. Let people wear whatever they want. Otherwise, that becomes stigmatized. You're actually correct. Rightly correct. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So Chinmaya, thank you so much for coming to this you, podcast. Chinmaya, you were you were my first sensei. For all the people who don't know, he was the first person who got me into physical training, lifting weights and crunches and stuff like that. So I still still have your number saved as Chinmaya Sensei here only on my phone, and that's not going to change. So. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Um any closing thoughts for the people who have joined in? Anything you'd like to keep them in mind as I sign off, sign us off. Um guys, uh, I think Anwar is doing an amazing job like uh, I I've been watching his content and like I look forward to his content every week. So guys like please stay connected, uh, watch his content, support him, share share his podcast, right? Uh, try and put the word out there he's trying to, you know, uh He's trying to bring a lot of ideas in a single place and make it easily accessible, and I think it's really commendable. So yeah, that's that's what I feel, man. Uh, guys, do support him. Check out his work. 
and uh, listen to classical music as well <laughs> likewise so in this in the description of this podcast i'm going to have a link to instagram uh, to chinmaya's instagram so you guys can stay tuned with what he's up to i'm telling you follow him every once in a while he'll put out a gem of an igtv video you just have to close your eyes and listen to it and if you're someone like me who loves getting blazed every now and then it adds to the vibe so much more because it's all about vibration frequencies and sounds right and that makes so much of a difference thank you so much chinmaya for coming today i hope this podcast was fun for you as it was for me and the people who have joined super fun man super fun looking forward to having something like this again so we will definitely do another episode at least in the next 45 to 60 days we're going to do another episode that much i can promise you done man done man looking forward to it can't wait awesome to everyone who's joined us and stayed with us so far i love you thank you for sticking with another episode of Anwar Pramanik's early night show and I will see you in episode 4 bye bye bye